Hey, Village Church, Dan Luters, producer of this podcast here, and welcome to our 400th episode of the Village Church Q&A podcast. We try our best to bring you the highest quality recordings, but sometimes things go wrong. We had a little trouble with Pastor Tim's mic, so mostly in the middle of the episode, Pastor Tim will sound like he's speaking in a tin can. My apologies and enjoy. This is the Village Church Q&A podcast, where our goal is to create digital, shareable, and helpful content to make disciples who will go, grow, and overcome. Happy Friday, Village Church. Welcome back to the 400th episode of the Q&A podcast. Woo! Uh, I'm here in the studio with Pastor Craig Jarvis, affectionately known as Craig Jarvis. And uh, Craig Jarvis. (laughs) And uh, also in the studio with Pastor Tim Chin, who is usually our uh, MC for this, but I'm taking over for the 400th episode because we're going to put you guys on the spot, which means... I'm not going to talk the whole time. I didn't get time. that in my notes. You didn't get that? <laughs> All right. So, um, hey, guys, uh, uh, for real, the 400 episodes, mind-blowing that we have sat here for 400 episodes. Big, huge thank you to Dan, our producer, and I uh, really appreciate you. Spent literally hundreds of hours um, making us sound better than we actually are. And uh, welcome to our Facebook Live. If you are listening to this, you can go back to the Village Church Facebook page. You can see us on Facebook Live. Hi, Facebook Live. How are you guys? Love you. Um, and uh, so here's the question for today. Why do we do the Easter extravaganza each year? So this is our fourth year. We thought about, actually five years ago, my wife and I went to an Easter egg hunt uh, the day before Easter in South Elgin. There were thousands of eggs, thousands of people packed an entire school parking lot. Mm. And uh, it was the most pathetically run event. And uh, they tried. The people were great, but you had grumpy people. Things were not communicated well, bad sound systems. We never quite knew what to do. So I looked at my wife and I said, um, Village Church could totally rock this out. And if we could have thousands of people come through our church or our community, this would be a great opportunity to just build bridges, love our city. So um, we decided we would do 25,000 eggs, which felt like a lot. And when we did it, we honestly didn't know if anybody was going to show. So I think the hunt started at 10 or 1030. And uh, by 945, there was nobody there. Now, you guys always did this at the park. Barley Gazebo Park. It's always been there. Not on the church property. Yep. First year, we had four, five, six hundred people come, which we were like, no way. We were happy if, I don't know, 50 people came from our community. And uh, so we decided to, to do it again. I think the next year, maybe we had 45,000 eggs, something like that. It was a lot more. And uh, the police department, fire department told us we had 4,000 come. And so we decided to step it up. We did 55,000 eggs last year, right. ended up getting over 60,000 in, I think. And we had 6,000 people come. And uh, everyone who came had said it was just such an incredibly well-organized event. And uh, so we, this year, we're doing, how many eggs are we doing? 65,000. 65,000 eggs. Anyways, it's, uh, but, uh, um, so it really came um, out of a heart to make connections with people on one of the most significant weekends mm-hmm. of the entire year. Um, we did actually have early debates. The early debates, uh, in fact, I got up in front of the church and told the church we we're going to do it. And of course, there were questions. That's totally unspiritual. There will be somebody standing up with a full gospel presentation. And and I said, no, there won't be. When the Easter Bunny comes out, that's well, probably. <laughs> I actually did. I, I had Matt Cammer, who was one of our worship leaders at the time. I said, hey, Matt is going to, maybe we'll have, I said, maybe we'll have Matt dress up as the Easter Bunny. <laughs> well, gosh, you thought all Hades broke loose, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know? And uh, I'm like, it was interesting because people were upset about the Easter Bunny plausibly being there. But I'm like, but not the eggs? Like, 
weird to me. But anyways, um, so we didn't have an Easter bunny. We never did. And I don't know. I just don't have an opinion on it. I guess you can see the very fact that I was willing to do it means it wasn't that big of a deal to me. Your standards are low. My standards are basically pretty low. I'm a terrible human and a terrible pastor and I facilitate lies. So um, that's clearly the reality. So anyways, uh, we did not do that. But, you know, our church was absolutely shocked because we had not done a lot of local outreach events. And to be able to see that we had the capacity to reach and genuinely just connect with that many people. And uh, the majority of the people loved it. By year two and three, we started doing surveys on Facebook for moms who had brought their families. And uh, the surveys came back and gave us tons of helpful feedback. But by and large, 98% of the feedback was, was, this was one of the most well-run events we've ever seen. We're so thankful for you guys. Now the city of Bartlett um, is able to see it a little bit more. So, you know, I have more reasons why we did it, but uh, I want to punt to you guys now. if somebody came up to you and said, why do you guys do an Easter egg extravaganza in the middle of resurrection, like weekend, which is about Jesus, why do you do this event where nobody stands up and preaches the gospel? I find it interesting that the way that Village Church does this Easter egg extravaganza is different than what I was experiencing before. Because I was at a church as a family pastor back in the, the late 90s and early 2000s, and we did an Easter egg hunt. The church property was very big, and if the, the front uh, yard of the church faced a pretty busy street. And so we did the Easter egg hunt out in the front front yard of the church and uh, we did it differently, but for the most part, for the same reason that Village Church does it, um, where we wanted to just reach the community. We wanted to show the community we cared about the families, we cared about the kids, mm-hmm. we wanted to do something fun, mm-hmm. we wanted to bring them you know, a into a safe place that the church isn't weird uh, because a lot of times communities think yeah, that churches, they're kind of strange. They believe some pretty weird things um, and they're, they're just not, it's not a safe place. You know, that was the whole purpose that I did this, you know, I don't know how many years ago, but you know, a long time ago, village church has the same reason that the purpose is to show the community that we care about them, we care about their kids, and we want to just do something fun for them that proves that the church is not a bunch of nuts. Mm-hmm. You know, and so often in the media, that's the way Christians, especially evangelical Christians, are portrayed in the in the uh, in the media is that they're a bunch of wackos. Mm-hmm. Well, we're not a bunch of wackos. They pull out the the one percent or the two percent, and then they make everybody feel like we're that. Uh, you know, if I uh, for my neighbors, if I'm going to throw a party, right, and I'm going to invite our neighborhood kids, I'm not going to necessarily like proclaim a full gospel presentation in front of all their parents um, because sometimes that's a deeper conversation that comes later. Right. Yeah. And and what we're doing is is there are levels of relationships, and so right now the Village Church of Bartlett uh, is building a relationship with our city, and part of relationship building is you don't just like meet somebody and be like you're going to hell if you repented and trusted in your in Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. Like, hi, my name is Michael. What yeah. is your name? Right. And honestly, yeah. Village Church, there's a lot of people who are new to our community. And this is kind of our way of shaking their hand and saying, we love you. We love your kids. We love your family. And we want you to get to know us a little so bit. So the mm-hmm. challenge for a lot of churches is this, <clears throat> this ongoing line between, are we too involved in the world and we don't promote the gospel enough? Or do we promote the gospel enough and we're not involved enough in what people are going on around us, what's going on in their lives. And so Easter egg just seems to be a regular thing that people in church circles kind of argue about, well, that's too much on the goofy side and Mm -hmm. it's not enough on the religious side. 
but I like what you said, Michael, because it's it's a way that we can reach into our communities and not and and help them have fun. Mm -hmm. We're 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 not looking for that to be our reason, but we're looking to extend our hand because, quite frankly, they're not going to come and extend their hand unless they're at the bottom of the heap. Yeah, and they're just looking for some hope somewhere. And so they're this, probably not thinking, "My life is terrible. Where is there an Easter egg exactly hunt that right. I can go to and get redemption?" What's <laughs> fun for my kids to do this yeah. weekend? Yeah, I think yeah, it's yeah. a great way for for the church to communicate that we're we're in real life and we like having fun mm. and we think that uh egg that you open that has candy in it is just an egg you open that has candy in it there's no deeper meaning it's just we're we're here to have fun and it's a great way great time of the year to connect with the community and quite frankly if there's ever a time that the community is thinking they probably should be in church it'd be it'd Easter. Easter, yeah. so why not reach out the, the hand at the time when they're thinking about yep. it jeremiah 29 um is a uh, Jeremiah is a prophet and he's writing to uh, Israelites who are in exile in Babylon. And they're wondering, okay, we've been taken as slaves to this foreign country. What do we do? Do we protest? Do we rebel? Like, what do you do when you're the minority in a majority culture? And here's what he says. He says, seek the welfare of the city where I sent you into exile and pray to the Lord on its behalf for in its welfare, you will find your welfare. It's interesting because he says when you're the minority, when you are this group of people that everybody else thinks is a little bit weird and you're a little bit out of place, do good for that city. And <clears throat> you don't have to have a lot of strings attached other than I want your good. And so one of the motivations that we have as the Village Church of Bartlett is we want to do things that actually puts the city of Bartlett on the map, that blesses our city, that yeah. makes more people want to come into our city. We want our board of trustees and our mayor to absolutely not just love us, but love us because we truly love our city. Mm -hmm. This is our city. God put us here. We want to bless the city. We want to be good uh, for the city. And that's why everything we try to do is about really bringing good to the city, whether it's the schools or whatnot. If you think about it, it's just an extension of the philosophy philosophy that we have, that we want to train up good citizens. We want to train up good uh, disciples of the Lord. We want, yep. we want to build somebody, a, a well-rounded person that is a disciple of Jesus Christ, but operates functionally in a positive way in their community. Yep. And this is a way that we do that together as a yep. church. We operate functionally, positively in the community. Yep. So we got in this episode, but um, want to appreciate, I would say, want to appreciate each of you because um, your time in this podcast has made it I think so much fun. And uh, Dan, again, thank you for everything you do. Uh, just so people can rest assured, uh, every single person who is a volunteer, there's like 200 of them at the Egg Hunt, they have green shirts on and they have uh, little things to give people that one has um, the event of the day. The other side is an invitation to our Easter service. So in case they're wondering like, what is the next step? We have Again, 175 green shirts who are ready to encourage people, pray with people, get to know people, etc. So I uh, want to invite our audience to come back tomorrow. And tomorrow, the question is this. What is Good Friday? And does it have any connection to scripture in any way, shape, or form? Bill Church, audience, Q&A podcast. We love you. We'll see you later. Bye-bye.